us. We call it us because all of us are part of us, meaning we're all in this together. One of the things that we did as far as we putting this uh, little thing together was the idea that everybody's in it together, everybody's connected vibrationally and such such like that. And I also wanted to do something because I've been in intuitive, you know, for about the last 30, 30 some years, probably before that, but professionally. One of the things that used to irritate the hell out of me is somebody saying, Robert, you're a step above a human. That used to make my skin crawl. You know, I hated it. Mm-hmm. Or you're an angel. I remember one lady told me I was an angel. And I said, no one that knows me going to believe I was an angel. You call me an angel just now. <laughs> but the thing about it is what I learned as I started to go through this was that the intuitive ability, which is our ability to know what's going on without all the information, you get it by vibration. For example, our guest today, I had a vibe that it wasn't going to come through, that the call wasn't going to happen, and bigger than hell, that's what happened. But anyway, here we are. One of the things I knew is back in the day when I first started doing, started getting involved, was as I would let go of anger, I would let go of uh, misconceptions, uh, prejudices, stuff like that. The intuition got stronger and stronger and stronger. So I, I liken it to like a lamp, like one of those halogen lamps. I might have talked about it before, but where everything that's ever happened to you is like a veil over that lamp until the, shine, the sun, the sun, geez, until the light doesn't shine through anymore. And that would be your intuition, your intuition being covered. Now, you can be a totally upstanding person, still got a shitload of that stuff going on you. For example, the fear of you're not being able to do something that you could probably do with ease. Or maybe a prejudice you didn't even know you had. Maybe a fear that you can't explain. The idea is to take those things off, get them off of you. I was going to uh, talk about that to our guest because hypnosis is one of those things that people use. That, sound healing, Reiki, um, regressions, past life and current life, um, the ability to connect with somebody so completely that you can feel them beyond their behavior. Anyway, that's what we're going to talk about today. As things are a little crazy in the world right now, connecting with your intuition is kind of where it's at. If you did that, you're not going to be afraid of these Antifa clowns or, you know, Trump, if you got an issue there or, or Biden or whoever the hell. It won't, it won't knock you off your, off your pins. It'll allow you to take a second, connect, and kind of know where you stand. Right now, just from a mental point of view, to look at the world now, you see nothing but chaos. Maybe you see nothing but destruction and no way out. Conspiracy theories are being conjured up like it's, it's impossible to, to talk about all of them in the time we have. Some of them are completely crazy-ass absurd, and some make a lot of hell, hell of a lot of sense. 
but which is which? If your intuition is intact, best you can be, you know, you're always kind of developing. And when I say developing intuition, I don't mean learning to do it. I talk about learning to access it by letting go of the programming. Everybody's got the ability. I could teach somebody to do this in probably 30 minutes, but they'd have to practice. It'll take a while to really get proficient. But anyway, so we'll, we'll talk about that, some of that right now. And uh, you want to start with something? You got something on your mind? Um, I just want to know how did you really get started in this? You know, did you did you see things or hear things or like when you were a child or did it really just come to you when you were an adult? You know, what, how do you, when you have a client, what, are you seeing something in your head? Are you hearing something? You know, how do you know these things about them and, and to help right. them? Well, uh, first place, as you know, I didn't want to do this. I didn't give a damn about it. I thought it was stupid. And uh, I enjoyed drugs. And I enjoyed fighting. I enjoyed all that craziness, right? And uh, one day I had a regression, and I found the essence of my problem, and I went from there. What do you mean by you had a regression one day? Like a past life regression. Uh, I was in Hawaii, in Hollywood, mm-hmm. and I just got off of a, a – they used to use crank back then. It's meth now. I had one of those parties, and the next day I couldn't sleep, but I couldn't stay awake either. Mm-hmm. I was just a mess. I was uh, – and I had these two boys, and – I needed to figure things out, and I kept sliding back. And something was said on this talk show, and I went to uh, I went to the Bodhi Tree, which is a bookstore on Melrose Avenue in Hollywood. Uh, it was mentioned on the TV. Otherwise, I wouldn't have went, right? So I go there, and uh, I went there, and I was like, this is stupid. What the hell am I doing here? And this guy comes up in a robe and sandals and stuff, you know. And he wanted me to join his cult. And I told him to get the hell away from me because he felt like he was blowing smoke. But anyway, then I got a trade paper. And one side was this guy that did past life regressions. Well, one side was a woman that done channeling. Now, I figured she, she could blow smoke up my ass, and I wouldn't know necessarily. Mm-hmm. So I was pretty cynical back then, like now. <laughs> anyway, uh, anyway, then she, uh, then I looked at, said, I'm not going to do that. You know, I was going to kill a hundred bucks one way or another. Then this guy's name was Michael Green from South Africa. Uh, he did regressions and I thought, well, damn, I used to pay five bucks a hit to do LSD so I could see shit. He was going to make me shit shit without it. Right. Mm-hmm. So I went to him and I had a regression. And, uh, does that mean like you're seeing things from yeah. a past life? Yeah, or he's kinda, telling you about it. No, he ain't telling me anything. He uh, kind of, you, it was you saw weird, it. It was the coolest thing. Okay. It was like he says, okay, he's going to run these run these energy. When he did, I start, I literally started seeing colors kind of going in front of my face. And my mm-hmm. eyes were closed. Okay. And then I saw this picture. Bam. Just shock. Real, quick, real picture of a guy yelling at me. Mm. And then... He goes, well, do you see anything? I says, well, no, not really. I just saw a picture, but it's gone. Well, he puts this crystal, because crystals, even if we're using radios to enhance vibration. Okay. So he put it on the third eye between the eyebrows. And then he says, uh, I, I, he did a couple things um, energetically. Mm-hmm. And um, next thing you know, I saw that same picture. But then, it, I don't know if you remember what 8-millimeter uh, 
films were like. They go, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was kind of like that, but no tech. Anyway, <laughs> it just started going faster. Pretty soon, it was in almost normal time. Mm-hmm. And this guy was yelling at me, pointing where I needed to be walked and where I needed to go. And I couldn't see the ground. It was all white. And it was a turned out it was a German dude. And uh, so I, I apparently I walked like I was supposed to. Next thing I know, these guards grabbed my arms, and the arms that I had in this life were twitching because of it. Do you wow, see? yeah. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. That is crazy. And then as I was being walked, I could feel my feet slip, even though I was laying down. It was vivid, really vivid. Wow. And then I was put in this room, and I, was, I know there was a decision being made. And I couldn't see out the windows. Then I realized why everything was white, why I couldn't see out the windows, because it was snow. And it was cold, and the mist, you know, the, it fogged it up. Uh-huh. And so... I kind of knew what was happening. Anyway, they directed me to go into this building, and I did the gas chamber thing. Do you see? Wow. And I was able to experience the death and all that stuff. And there's a point where they say, where do you, what does your higher power have to say? And I go, and I'm listening, and the thing says, um, it says, relax. And I was disappointed. I was like, God damn, relax. That ain't Mm -hmm. enough, Right. I'm supposed to get this huge I message was, right yeah, now. Right, I was expecting You're all telling of... me to relax. <laughs> yeah. And uh, anyway, um, next time I'm driving home, and the menace message kind of finished. It said, what people think don't matter. And I thought, that's a pretty elementary thing to say to me. Mm-hmm. But then I looked at my life, and it's exactly what the issue was. I was mean and ornery and drugs and all that stuff because I believed other people would see me as, as you know, no good because mm-hmm. that's the way my – parents raised me you say anyway as I would I figured out as I would get rid of these blocks I call them anger blocks every time I'd start to feel angry I'd analyze everything that's going on because I realized sometimes you're not angry at the whole scene mm-hmm. you might be angry at a, at a word or a smell or you may have the proximity of somebody talking to you might do it do you see that's how a lot of like you see those people guys that come out of war you know, just certain words yeah. will teach them out. It's kind of like that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, as I would break these blocks, the intuition got stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger. Wow. Pretty soon I couldn't stop. And people were coming to me, and it never occurred to me to do a business with it. It never occurred to me to do it for a living. I was even wondering why I wanted to do it in the first place, but it just seemed to help the folks, and I was helping them out, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. And my niece one time, she comes in, and she's telling me about this wreck. And before she got about four words, I described the work to her. And she goes, damn, how'd you do that? <laughs> I'm like, oh, no. But it's, work- it's how it's working now. Yeah. Well, one thing that I do, another, here I am. But I realized even, even now, there will be times that I might be doing a reading and I'll run into a thing that's like, okay, that doesn't feel right. What I just said doesn't feel right. So if I do that, then I have to figure out, okay, if it doesn't feel right, is it because I have a block or I have a prejudice of some sort? Mm-hmm. When I do that, though, I describe the scene to the person, and he gets it past it. Okay. But either way, that's the thing. And I've realized that that's really a lot of what's going on. These people that are going nuts in our society right now, that's out of fear. Yeah. That's out of lack of communication. That's out of lack of of feeling like they got control over anything. 
So what is the answer? In every animal, every animal, even the little kids, everything, they always go to anger, always go to, to ranting and freaking and, you know, mm-hmm. hysteria. Mm-hmm. It's because when you lose, when you lose your bearings, that's where you're naturally going to go because it's defense. You see that? And, and then I realized if, if, if you honed your intuition, everybody has it. There's nobody, that whole gifted thing, that shit has to be thrown away. Unless it's the gift is how easy it is for you to develop. But anyway, that needs to go away because it, it's so simple. It is such a simple thing. And then you were asking, um, you know, how do I, how do, does it, you know, do I see shit and stuff like that? Yeah. Well, when I first started, I was, stuff would come randomly. And so I picked up a deck of cards, uh, tarot cards, and uh, I started using them. Next thing you knew, I was, I was using them, and pretty soon the damn things were too slow. I couldn't put them down fast enough. Because mm-hmm. by the time I put them down, I already told them what I needed to tell them, right? And so uh, I, um, uh, next thing I know, I'm seeing stuff. Then I'm hearing stuff. Then one day I'm reading this guy, and I'm talking about his brother, and all of a sudden I start to choke. Turns out his brother had, was decapitated by a, a, a God damn it, the, the hood of a car. Oh. And I start choking because I connected, yeah. you see. And then I realized I could literally read with my whole body. Wow. Like I might see a picture. Then if I pay attention to that picture, okay, I got, okay, the answer is, uh, okay, your husband, uh, is upset because he thinks you don't love him, then I might get a pain here, mm. and that'll confirm it. Uh-huh. Do you understand? Yeah. Or I might all of a sudden see this picture. I'll say something. This picture will start. Do you see? Yeah. Or I'll see it. All of a sudden, I remember a song that I heard when I was twelve, <laughs> or or a picture I saw in a magazine. You know, ten years earlier. All that stuff is part of it, and it's just a part of putting it all together. But the interesting thing about it is you see more when you allow yourself to see more, when you're paying attention, because it's all around you. It's already there. It's all, it's all vibrational signatures. Do you see? Mm-hmm. So you connect. You connect. Constantly connecting. And that's how it, that's how it works. It's, it's pretty simple. It sounds complicated as shit, but it's not. It's pretty simple. Because it all comes down to, okay, you start one place, this is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to read. Then you pay attention. Okay. You know what? I just felt this. So maybe I got to pay attention to that. Mm-hmm. You know what? I just saw something now. Damn. I remember this thing I saw in the, alp- in the alphabet soup. Shit. That might be it. You know? And you start going yeah. through it. And uh, what it does is as you do it, you're, you're, all the windows start to open. Right? Mm-hmm. The t- cards are one thing. Cards, to me... They're all right, but they're kind of elementary. It's kind of almost like a Ouija board. It's got a certain amount of juice to it, but all it is really is to, stim- to stimulate or uh, help you access the intuition. Okay. Like I knew a guy in, in Vegas that uh, used to throw spaghetti. Um, somebody would ask him a question. He throws spaghetti against this, this uh, cardboard and then read it, how wow. it lays. 
Another guy used to take cards, literally just throw them on the floor and read them that way. Then there's people who do sand. There's people who do coffee. People who do tea. You know, I tell people that I can teach them how to read a pile of dog crap. You know, <laughs> it's just a matter of understanding how to do it. Yeah. Like one of the things I used to do in my classes, I'd put like three bottles of the blue, the blue, blue glass, you know, real dark. Uh-huh. So they couldn't see in. But I'd put so much water in one, none in another, and I'd fill the other one up. And I'd say, okay, now imagine you're about two inches tall. Now imagine you're walking up. And I always use imagine because people that try to do this, they say, okay, I can't be my imagination. Well, that's bullshit. What's your imagination? It's your mind's ability to see images. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, it doesn't mean you're making the shit up. But what it is is if you imagine something, you imagine a scenario. If you do that, you're just setting the vibration. Now, if you say, okay, I imagine and I'm going to go through this thing and there's going to be this much water, then your imagination's getting in the way. You see my point? Yeah. So I would say to them, okay, you imagine you're two inches tall. Now imagine you're walking up to the to the bottle, and you're putting your hand on the on the glass. Feel the coolness. You feel the coolness of the glass. Feel the, the smoothness. Now imagine that you pushed your hand through the glass. You literally feel your hand going through, and you feel the glass around your arm as you push through. Then you push your shoulder through, and I go, I usually go at that point. I go, do you feel that? I go, yeah. Okay, now push the rest of you. Now you take the rest of your body. Now you're completely in the bottle. Okay? Then I go, okay, now take your hands and put it on the walls. So now they're so involved in the mm-hmm. scene that they let go of the bullshit. They let go of the baggage. Do you see? Yeah. Because I kept pointing out um, scenes and things to that for them to think of or pay attention to. Then I say, okay, now you're in the bottle. You can feel the walls. It's smooth and cool and stuff like this. Okay, now move your feet. They move their feet. Okay, do you feel anything? And generally, like, well, I do. I feel like there's something around my ankles. And I go, is it just your ankles? Well, well, no, it's just below my knee. That'd be where the water is. You see, that'd be the water line. Uh-huh. And I put it through the other bottle, and they, I don't feel no water, nothing. You know, the other one, I'm drowning. <laughs> I was kidding there, not drowning, but it's like I feel under. I feel like I'm below the waterline. Yeah. So, and then they get all excited because they did it. It ain't that goddamn hard. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> the hardest part of this is knowing you, is being, accepting that you can do it. And, uh, like, there's this one lady comes to me, and the poor lady was crying, man. I knew, I've known her for years, and she'd go to all these classes, classes after class, you know. She says, Robert, you know. I go to these classes, and these people are seeing aliens and Indians and all kinds of crap, and I can't see nothing. I said, well, probably some of them ain't seeing it either. So, But let go what they're doing. I say, now I'm going to give you something to do, and I just want you to trust me. She said, okay. I show her a picture of my dog. My dog is Leo. He's a boxer. Okay. Imagine you're standing next to him. Just like the bottle. See, now you're, what you have to do is get out of that baggage. I had to make her forget that she was thinking she couldn't do it. And so I said, okay, now you want to feel this fire? Can you feel this fire? Yeah, okay. Do you feel this muscle? How about his body heat? You feel his body heat? Yeah, yeah. Okay, now push your hand through. And you want to feel that you're shoulder to shoulder with him now. Can you do that? 
Yeah. Now you take that hand, the right hand, and put it down into his right paw. In order to do that, you have to slip your rest of your body into him. You put your left hand down his left paw. Can you do that? Yes. She said, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Now that you're all the way in him, imagine he's sitting down. Now, now I want you to imagine what it feel like feeling the ground under his feet or the ground under his ass because he's sitting down. Okay. They got that. Okay. I got it. Okay. Can you look out of his eyes? Yeah. Want to see the end of his nose? Yeah. All right. Now, imagine you're just moving around inside there and tell me if you feel anything. And she did it. She picked up that he had gotten hurt in his hip. Mm. And she started crying. She was all freaking cr- She was just yeah. really happy. But it was so simple. All I had to do was to get her programming out of the way. Mm-hmm. And that's really how it works. That's why it's so simple. You see, that's why when people are saying all that stuff about angel and all that, it just seems so absurd to me. If I bought into it, I felt like a liar. So I couldn't go there, you know? Yeah. That's how it went. And this is why we're here, man. <laughs> yeah. What yeah. about, um, I know you, you I, I think I saw on your website, you don't, you don't channel people that much, but maybe if someone's really having a hard time getting over a loved one that right. has passed on, yeah. what, is, what is that like? Do you, do you hear them talking? Do you see them? Like, how do you It comes do in that? a lot of different ways. Uh, sometimes I'll just hear it. Sometimes I'll see them talk. Sometimes I'll see them showing me something like a, you know, like something in their hand or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Or maybe they'll do something like this, you know, shake their nah, nah, nah. It'll, it, maybe they're saying, okay, well, I think that my grandmother did this and this. And then the grandmother might go, no, no, no. You see, that's mm-hmm. how it's done. Mm-hmm. I don't advertise that I do it because I only want to do it through with grief issues. Yeah. I don't like these, this sounds like I'm being a hard ass, but it's, it's, a, it's, like, I had these women that come to me, God, about 10 years ago, and uh, they wanted to talk to their mother. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I said, well, sure. Okay, is there, a, is there an issue you want to look into? You want to go look at certain things? No, we just think it's fine, you know, because we used to get together, make cookies, and uh, I gave them somebody else's number. Because mm-hmm. I don't, you know, to me – that kind of connection, you know, it, it's not something to play with. Right. Not that right. it's dangerous. Yeah. But, but don't you have to kind of be a little careful if, about letting in, like, negative energy or? Mm, no, I don't do no. negative. Okay. You can, jo- you like can you choose can that. Just, okay. You can choose that. Like, a lot of people are afraid of that. They're afraid that, okay, if I'm able to touch spirit, then the demons will get me. Mm-hmm. No. No. If you're an asshole, it might happen. If you're going at it because you're being a shithead, it might happen. Right. Because if you think of vibrational frequencies, you think about, you know, levels of connection, uh, spiritual connections, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, a demon, I don't know if you call it that, a demon would be something of very low vibration. Yeah. And if you're coming at something at a high vibration, you won't even touch it. Mm-hmm. You see that? And they can't touch you. For example, I've done a hundred and I think a hundred and seventy ghost investigations. I've never been hit, never been touched or anything, but I've seen somebody get a scratch go up their arm without even nobody touching them. Mm-hmm. Girlfriend I had got choked out. 
not out, but choked. I definitely have had a ghost experience yeah. too. Yeah. If you if it was a negative one, you were probably in a bad mood, or you were feeling sad about something, or maybe yeah, afraid. it wasn't positive. It really scared me. I yeah. was younger. It, it mm-hmm. was pretty. It was kind of scary. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is that's why people say pray when that happens. Mm-hmm. What you're doing is raising your vibration outside of that field. Okay. Do you see that? Yeah. It's very simple. I had a girlfriend who used to shit. Spirits used to jack her up, man. She was a manipulative little thing, and, and she tended to look for reasons to put someone down and mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Her so vibration that, was low. Exactly. She was allowing that to come in. Exactly. Kind of. Okay. Exactly. Okay. There are people that used to, like I'd teach them, be teaching them, they go, well, I'm worried about getting that happening. I said, well, your natural vibration won't let it happen because mm-hmm. you, can't, you can't connect. Do you see? Yeah. But if they dwell on the fear of that, they will connect. Okay. Just like that saying, what is it? What was it? What you, what you resist persists. So if you sp- and think about this, it's like, all right, if I'm thinking about negative shit stuff, mm-hmm. thinking about demons, thinking about demons, I hope I don't get no demon, I don't want to get no demon, damn, don't come no demons. You right. Know? Then I'm, I'm focusing, literally connecting, literally opening a conduit to that negative mm-hmm. behavior. Do you see? Okay. Like when people do the Ouija board, usually they're trying to scare each other. Okay, so it does. Because they connect on that vibration. I know. I can't believe we used to do that when we were kids. Yeah. Now that freaks me out. I want nothing to do with that. Right. <laughs> My sister used to do that. She used to talk to a ghost named Gus. And uh, he was a Vietnam vet. He had gotten killed, all that stuff. And she used to get some real vi- real answers. And then she told him, she asked one time, would you ever hurt me? And it said, yeah. And I freaked her out, right? Yeah. So she throws, this is funny. I was kind of a jerk back then. <laughs> she throws the thing in the trash, right? Because she won't deal with him. Mm-hmm. So I took it out of the trash, and I put it on her porch. Oh, my god! So when she walked out, it's there. She thought it came out by herself, oh my right? Gosh. So she was all upset, you know? Uh, so she breaks it, throws it away. I bring it back out. I put it together. Oh, my gosh. And she's panicked, and so she You're burned really it. really messing with her. Yeah, she burned it. I didn't pick it up after <laughs> that. But it was funny because she was just – she was so – expecting the negative vibration mm-hmm. that she cre- she created it mm-hmm. really not created it she connected to it okay yeah in your opinion like um spirits you know is have some of them just like not crossed over Do, are they mm, i don't believe are that they hanging all. around like ha- what are you what's your feeling on all of that well i think they've already crossed but i don't see i don't see Crossing over as a destination. Mm-hmm. I see it as a vibrational change, okay. dimensional change. So the dimension changes, yes, but their consciousness may very well be focused on certain events. That's where you get the ghost thing. Mm-hmm. They can connect just like we do. Okay. So they connect to the to that one episode, and you'll see okay. them involved in it. So when you see, like I've read an article saying that um, – like snuffers, there's apparently a a woman that was killed there, and they everyone oh, that, that works there says Is that that bar. I think I think Lower Greenville maybe a like club. the original one. I mean a um, like a burger place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They a lot of people that work there have said that the woman that was murdered there, they, it's like they see her ghost a lot there. Sure. And so I kind of looked it up, and um, one article said that. Um, Sometimes they maybe have unfinished business or it was so sudden that they're not even aware that they're dead. I mean, 
Mm. What do you feel about that? <laughs> well, I think they know they're dead. They don't call it dead because they're living over there, right? Uh-huh. So death is kind of a, I think, a mis, mis label. Yeah. You know, I don't believe in death personally. I believe the body goes away, but you still roll, mm-hmm. you know. But, um, no, I don't think they're caught. You, maybe they visit it in the, from their vibration. They visit it. That's when you see them. Otherwise, you see them all the time, right? Mm-hmm. They only see them now and then. You never hear about somebody said, man, I got this ghost. Some bitch won't leave. No. Well, sometimes I see her. Sometimes I don't. Okay. Well, maybe just like us, maybe they're visiting too. Do you see? Yeah. Um, their, vo- their vibration is focused on it too. Mm-hmm. You see? It makes, to me, it doesn't make sense that anybody's caught. I mean, how stupid could the universe be? I mean, if you think about it, okay, you're going to die. You're probably not having to make a lot of choices right then. Mm-hmm. Like, here's a funny story I thought it was anyway. Somebody might, might think I'm an ass over this, but whatever. Um, some One of my clients, I was talking to her, and she used to be a client of Sylvia Brown, which uh, was Montel Williams' favorite reader. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, she goes, uh, now, I have a brother that passed on, and I know he has three doors to choose from when he dies. I said, who the hell told you that? She said, Sylvia Brown did. I said, I think Sylvia's full of crap. And I said, think about what you're talking about here. You're talking about a, not a, you're not talking about a choice here. That ain't a choice. Timing might be, we don't know that. That ain't a choice. So you can't be in the mindset be to doing a choice, something that's happening to you. Mm-hmm. Three doors? Where would they go? Heaven, yeah. hell, Cincinnati? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Just like if you're being born, there's not a, you're not deciding which mother to jack out of, right? That don't make any sense. Yeah. You know, I always feel like you need to take the mystical magical and bring it down t- to where you can put some common sense in there. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Doesn't mean I'm right, but in my in my forever career mm-hmm. I think I am yeah yeah so anyway like like I was at uh I used to do investigations a lot of investigations of course like I said I did the real famous place the uh, Baker Hotel okay and I was there one day and I was being used like a bulldog like a bloodhound going through these corridors and finding these spirits and shit right mm-hmm well, we went up in this house that was, I mean, the house, in the room that was um, supposed to be inhabited by a woman that was Mr. Baker, the owner, his mistress. And uh, there was an altar there, the whole works, right? Anyway, we're in there, the radio station's there. I forget the radio station's. Anyway, I forget his, the, he was a rancher somewhere. I can't remember. Anyway, all these got people were there, right? And... I was connected to the woman, and in the, in, when I would connect, I would feel the actual, like a buzz uh-huh. in my whole body, right? I started talking to her, with her, as her. And it was my voice, but her pattern, her speech pattern. And then one of the women uh, was laughing, and involuntarily, I feel my head go, like that's like like a scene in yeah. Exorcist, and it goes. You think this is funny? Oh my gosh! And the woman goes, "Well, yeah, a little." Then you hear her go. She's kind of. I didn't even. I it just involuntarily says, "Bitch," 
As soon as that happened, that window went up oh, about wow. two inches, and the door slammed. And everybody in the room was panicking. This one guy who he was in there all cocky, couldn't believe it. Yeah. He was going, oh shit, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I spent, we spent probably a good four or five hours on that trip. And uh, that place is, that place is loaded up with spirit, with entity, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, matter of fact, there was a picture, I don't know where it went. There's a picture, I was leaning against the wall doing my thing. And there was an orb right next to my hand that had a guy with a goatee in it. You know, it was, it was actually uh, vivid. You can really see it. Eyes, eyebrows, the whole works. Wow. And uh, I don't know where that picture went. But anyway, so it's there. But see, those people, they're not caught. But probably wherever their vibration is, yeah. they visit it now and then, you know. I think it's everything, you know, some physicists, or not physicists, but quantum physicists, believe everything's simultaneous. And uh, I think it's probably true, you know. Um, anyway, so. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, what about, back on the, like, intuitive stuff, you were talking to me earlier about um, your son and, and the fear of heights. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was interesting. He was, he's a truck driver, big strong kid, and uh, he'd be he was telling me that he says he has this reoccurring dream of going over a bridge and hanging from a bridge, waiting to fall, kind of thing. I thought, man, where'd that come from, you know? And it really goes along with what we were saying earlier about programming. When he was about maybe a year old, I fell asleep with the wheel. And we, we had a car wreck. And I literally got thrown out of the car. I had to catch. The car kept going. It was crazy. Wow. Anyway, when I got everything stopped and I looked, he was in the back seat. That the, the car seat had flipped over, and he was hanging from it. So I realized, when I put those two together, I realized that's really what it was, is the car wreck kind of programmed his thinking that a car wreck, then hanging, would be the same on a bridge. It would have to be a rack, then you'd be hanging from the bridge. You see? Yeah. So it all worked out like that. I pretty, I guess he's over it. Well, obviously he is. He does over the road, road trucking. Mm-hmm. So I imagine he had to face that fear. Yeah. yeah. How do you help someone? Because you keep, I keep hearing people saying, you know, you have so much like childhood trauma or things that have happened to you that could affect you having chronic pain when you're older or something. How do you kind of? heal from those type things well what you do is you 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 have to have time for your your mind to go for a walk mm-hmm. so you see that like like an example would be um like i i didn't know i had it but i had a prejudice against old white men and i didn't know what the hell the problem was and I was trying to sell on my, my radio show, trying to go on syndicate, syndication. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I found out the guy that was going to make the decision was an old white man in his 60s, 70s. I thought, shit, it's not going to work then. And the wife I had at the time, wife number three, she goes, why is it going to work? Well, it's an old white guy. <laughs> she goes, why would that matter? And I thought, yeah, why would that matter? It was caught in my head. And it's because when I grew up, I couldn't trust those type of guys because they were 
you know, they predatory, pedophilia, shit like that, you know? Yeah. So it was in my head, and I didn't know it. You see? Yeah. Just like um, I think there's a lot of times. You know what? An interesting thing would be when we're dealing with anything psychological, anything intuitive, anything that deals with how the mind works, you have to deal with baggage, the baggage, whatever the hell is hang, hung on you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's my train of thought, right? But anyway. You have to deal with the baggage. Yeah. You have to deal with the baggage, and and it isn't about hardcore thinking. It's about imagining. What is it? Where where did I feel this before? Do you see? Mm-hmm. L. Ron Hubbard. It's crazy if you want to thought whatever Scientology, whatever, whatever. The essence, the beginning of that was Dianetics. Dianetics is the coolest thing. Scientology. They always seem to have their hand in my pocket, so I never went back. But. Dianetics was amazing. The technique that they teach, and I learned to do it myself, and was what is, fascinating. What is Dianetics? It's a, it's they call it modern. They were calling it then modern science of mental health, but it was it was written in the fifty in fifty eight. Okay. And it's about seller for years and years and years. And what it does is kind of like hypnosis, but you're actually going into the thing on your own. Do you say? Mm-hmm. So they do things like they have. Um, trigger words, just different things. Like they'll find out you're saying certain things so they use a certain word and say it over and over Yeah. until you break through. Okay. Do you see? Yeah. And uh, what happens is, I'll give you an example. My, I had a wife at the time, wife number two. She, uh, the kid's mother, right? We were, we were young, in her 20s, early 20s. And I'd gotten into this and uh, we, uh, we went to this, they had, a, they call it missions. And I wanted to learn to do the auditing, and she had been uh, raped by her father, so she was dealing with that. So I'm there, and they hand me this, like, tomato juice can. And he says, okay, show me how the mind works. And they have seg- they have reactive, active mind, reactive mind, and they have the, what they call a file clerk, which is your mind's ability to retrieve uh, memory. But... The problem is, you can retrieve memory, but it's into it's the and anal, it's the interpretation that screws you up, and they liken it to uh, having a seven stuck down on a calculator. One and one is nine. <laughs> Did you see that? What they call it? One, like if you have a like baggage, like this yeah. programming. If you have the seven stuck down a, on a calculator, one plus one is nine. Do you see? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's the same with the mind. If you have this deep-set thought that something, yeah, deep-set thought of something, like the, the old men being, being jerks for me, it's going to color your perception from now on until you get it out of there. Yeah. You see that? Well, when I started, and I was just, I was really a knuckle dragger still. I was bad news still. But I was trying to find my way. And uh, this uh, guy says, okay, show me how the mind works. And he hands me this this can full of all this bullshit, like Legos and nuts and bolts and crap like that, you know. Mm-hmm. And I look at it, I said, what? How the hell am I supposed to do that? I couldn't get around that this stuff could be whatever I want it to be. You see? Yeah. So I'd spend mid- just sitting there just, God damn, how the, f- I don't know. I was just panicking, just, just having a fit. And I called the guy up and said, look, give me something else to use. This is bullshit. You know, you guys are nuts. <laughs> and he says, he and I was trying to start a fight. Yeah. 
All he did was look at me and go, well, let me know when you're ready. And I walked away, and I'm like, he was supposed to fight with me. So I understood how to fight. Mm-hmm. You see? Yeah. Anyway, he's gone, and I'm, oh, my, what this stupid shit. He's going all through, going, just having a fit. And then I said, look, dude, come here. Give me something else. I mean, this is bullshit. I was mad as hell. He said, well, you know, you're going to have to do it, so let me know when you're ready. Walked away. Shit. Finally, I did it. I figured out how to do it. I had to dislodge my belief that this Lego was a Lego. It had to become something else. Yeah. Okay? And so I managed to do it. It took me more than an hour. When I was done, my shirt was full of sweat. I had been shaking. So I literally went through this episode all behind something so freaking simple. Well, the next move was they hand me of all things. And when I was a kid, I was raised by a pretty big knuckle dragger. I mean, he was pretty. If he was to see me with a doll when I was a kid, he'd have beat me bloody. Yeah. And of all things, they hand me a damn doll, baby doll, right? Okay, I'm supposed to talk to the doll. Says, okay, close your eyes to the doll. Yeah. Close your eyes. Take some deep breaths. Stuff like this. And I would go, close your eyes. Then it's like, damn it. Okay, close your eyes. Big breath. I'd keep doing that because I couldn't get it. Couldn't get it. Be able yeah. to, couldn't talk, couldn't say four freaking lines. And I was raising all this hell, and the people were looking at me smiling. Nobody was getting upset for me. For me. Yeah. Do you see that? For me. I needed them to be upset. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't do it. So finally, I got it done. And when I left that room, I could barely walk. I was literally holding on to the walls. And uh, I was passing this guy in the hall. His name was Force, of all things, because that shows you what kind of fella he was. <laughs> and I says, he goes, I heard you did it. And I said, yeah. I said, they gave me a damn baby doll, you know. <laughs> He says, yeah, they gave me a teddy bear, and I cleared that teddy bear. <laughs> and then I, it dawned on me, that baby doll didn't mean anything. It was, it was plastic and material. Right. Where, why was I attaching this significance to it? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And then I realized from there, I realized that a lot of times what is being said isn't what really is going on. Yeah. It's a perception that it has really no basis for truth. You see? Yeah. The person ain't lying. Yeah. Their interpretation is skewed because of some past programming. Like the lady I talked about before with the wasn't woman enough. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, what the hell does that mean? She didn't know. Yeah. You see? Then when I helped her realize that that wasn't the case, her life got back on track. She was fine again. Yeah. So, it's really fascinating. It is very fascinating. Yeah, and it has nothing to do with hippy-dippy stuff. It's Well, it isn't the hippy-dippy stuff you hear about. It isn't the what they, people like to say, woo-woo stuff. It's yeah. not really like that. The ultimate, the essence of the intuitive ability is not a spiritual thing. It's a human thing or actually a, a living thing. Maybe I think animals do it too, mm-hmm. but it's a living thing. You can connect to spirit that way. But it doesn't go that way. It's not like that. It's like it's not like you need the spirit to tell you. Yeah. But you need the intuition to connect to the spirit to get whatever is being seen from there. Mm-hmm. Makes sense? Yeah. It's nuts. It's crazy. But it's so simple that, 
like uh, it's so simple that people don't want to believe it, or they want to, but they can't because it's too goddamn simple. Yeah. Do you see that? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I feel like some people kind of block out their childhood. I feel like some people remember all sorts of things from their childhood, even when they were babies. And then some people don't remember much of their childhood. Is, yeah. Do you feel like they're maybe blocking something out? Absolutely. You know, a, a lot of, uh, like I talk to people all the time that they just flat don't remember from maybe five to seven years old. It doesn't mean all that was dark or bad, but there was enough that it kind of shut them off. Mm-hmm. But that's in there still. Yeah. And they're still accessing that memory. They just don't know it consciously. That's what that seven second being stuck down means. Mm-hmm. You see that? So they need to do like an exercise like what you did. Right. Maybe to kind right. of pull it out. Yeah. Well, the right. last the last exercise when I did that dynamic thing, I had to what they call audit the wife I had. And... So I went into it and I said, okay, uh, I forget how I started it, but she was supposed to see what had happened to her, describe what's happened to her, but she couldn't see it. She knew she, when she thought about it, she knew it happened, but she couldn't see it, couldn't visualize it. So I took her back to about 11 years old and she remembers being hit by a bike, hit by, hit by a car on her bicycle. She still couldn't see it though. She could hear it in her mind. She could hear it. Yeah. She could smell the grass, but she couldn't see the, the, what happened. Uh-huh. Brought her back further. She was three years old now. She falls out of a van. She sees the van's light come on. Now she's able to see something. She sees the, the van's light. She sees her father getting out of the van, walking towards her, picking her up and says, I don't see anything wrong. And this got stuck in her head. Now she couldn't visualize anything wrong. And the problem we were dealing with wow. was she was being raped by her father repeatedly until she almost bled to death. Repeatedly he raped her, but because she couldn't see anything wrong, when she remembered, she wasn't able to remember the scene. So it made her feel guilty because he got caught. Yeah. He never did see the inside of a jail, though. But they found out about it. His family did because she almost bled to death, like I said. But she couldn't absolutely see it so it had guilt and that yeah. guilt make her almost uh, manic about trying to get him to approve of her and that colored her that colored her matter of fact it probably took her to her death she wound up being a de- an addict and she wound up dying at 49 years old it's really sad because she got past that but it had so much nonsense had had piled on that yeah so much trauma because one thing leads to another, to another, to another. Uh-huh. And there's so much of it was on her that she couldn't get out from under it. And uh, by 49, she was gone. Oh. It's pretty crazy, huh? And she was a good heart, big heart. She didn't want to ever hurt anybody. She, Matter of fact, I told her she'd come from a whole other planet when I met her because she acted like everything was, all the world was love, you know? Aww. But as she got older, things would key in, as they say in Dianetics, Things would key in, like different aspects, different aspects. Maybe a boyfriend might have pushed her or hurt her or something. Yeah. Anyway, so it, more and more stuff got on top of that baggage, and it cost her sanity, really. Yeah. So, anyway, 49 years old. The picture I have, I, I wish I had it to where I could put it up. It would be kind of raw to do that, but. 
picture I have, she looks at least 80. And she's 49. So Really? The Goodness. drugs. By the time she died, she, she had cancer, narcolepsy, um, just a multitude of shit. You yeah, know? just the liver issues, kidney issues, uh, heart issues. Yeah, the just, trauma just just it ate her life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know when people talk about like an addict or, I don't see addicts like that. I see them as sick, or with an ailment. I don't see them yeah. as. A weak person that can't take care of themselves. Mm-hmm. I see it. See it like that. They're trying to kind of mask the pain. And the answer is, as I tell a lot of them when I, I deal with addicts here and there, uh, you got to face it. If you find fear, you got to yeah. face that. You got to walk through it one way or another. Mm-hmm. Whatever happens, happens. The other thing to remember is, never be, never be, never have guilt, and never. Uh, Never um, look down on yourself for the past. Because, like myself, I've done a lot of off-color stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't feel bad about that. I don't, I'm not proud of it. Right. Forgive yourself. Forgive others. Yeah. Well, it's like I'm not proud of it, but I'm proud of where I've come from. Yeah, you learn from your mistakes. That. I overcame that. Yeah. And that's the way it all should be. If you make a mistake, you come out of it, you worked it out one way or another, should be, that should be a badge of honor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had that problem, but I back. You know, I'm still standing. Mm-hmm. As opposed to I had that problem, now I'm worthless. Yeah, like some of the best things come out of the worst. Absolutely, things. I think so. Yeah, I think so. I too. did a, pay, a post on Facebook like that. It's like the best memories I've ever had was when the universe had me by the throat. Yeah. Because that's when you really see who you are. You know. Yeah. When you get to where nothing else can fi- help you, like um, no distractions, you can't get yourself distracted enough to be mm-hmm. to not have to deal with it. You have to deal with it head on, come out strong, you know. I agree. Power. Yeah. That's what it's all about. It's deep. Deep, baby. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, this went really quick. Yeah. Shit. Well, okay. Well, this is an interesting thing. It's like I said, intuitively, I didn't think this uh, guest was going to actually make the connection. I'm sure there was a good reason, but I don't know what it is at the, at the moment. But I didn't think it was going to happen. But I, I just uh, just didn't listen to it. Bigger than shit didn't happen. So there we go. <laughs> anyway, now we have to end this little trip. Um, we'll be changing our times to Saturday. I'll be putting out uh, what uh, uh, time and that. Uh, of course, you can access this also on YouTube. It's called Us, U.S., of course. You've seen the – you probably saw the logo. Anyway, when you go there, watch the videos if you want. There's a few there, and there'll be more every day or all the time. But don't forget to subscribe, and don't forget to push the damn uh, where you like it or you don't. You can put it. You can put that you don't if you want, whatever, whatever. But uh, but likes are better. Do that shit. Yeah, likes are better. <laughs> absolutely. Anyway, uh, this is Brittany. Hello. I didn't introduce her, but you probably knew who she was. I'm Robert Crusoe. I think I'm on wherever that stuff is. But anyway, I'm intuitive. Um, you can get a hold of me for uh, readings and such at 469-546-8017 or go to my website, robertcarusoonline.com.